Praise the Lord. I am Charity for those who don't know me. Arushaju Ayevale. And I'm, it's always a joy for me to share the word of God. And so I thank the, the, uh, uh, the cathedral administration for giving me this opportunity to share with you the word of the Lord. Our topic this morning is consecration for provision. And uh, it was picked from Numbers 11 and verse 18. Numbers 11 and verse 18. Let's read verse 18. And say to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow and you shall eat meat. For you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, who will give us meat to eat? For it was better for us in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you meat and you shall eat it. Praise the Lord. The Lord will give you meat and you shall eat it. You know, this chapter begins with the children of Israel complaining. And we see how fire consumed them. When you, when you read up, eh, they started complaining, and the Lord brought fire and consumed them. And, and as if that was not enough for them to turn to the Lord at the things they had left in Egypt. It's up to them. And I want to assure you this morning, that the things of the world will keep appealing to you if you do not get consecrated. The things of the world will be appealing, just like the children of Israel. You know, one minute you're up there, they were happy, they were eating manna, they were, you know, and they start complaining, oh, we are tired of this man. We are tired of this, we are tired of this. And the Lord you know, he, he just didn't like people who who were complaining. And, and, and I think the enemy gets us there as believers and gets us to complain. But Lord, you see, I don't have this. I don't have the other. I don't have this. And, and we lose it there. You know, if it is not complaining, then it is craving. I, you know, when I was not yet born again, I would do this deal and I would be with money. I would do the other deal and, you know. But now you are a child of God. And then God comes to Moses and tells them, tomorrow, let these people consecrate themselves. Tomorrow. And the Lord is telling us today. You know, we shouldn't keep awakening God's anger, like the children of Israel did, they awakened. They actually, because even their leader complained so much. Moses complained that burden was so much, like so much on him. He complained until the Lord said, let me choose 70 men and, and, and share this burden with them. So sometimes we even complain to the extent that even our leaders are so burdened. Our leaders are so burdened that they do not know what to do for us. Hallelujah. 
And so our prayer this morning, and my prayer is that my prayer is that you will be able to take time and, and, and see what the Lord is telling you as an individual. Because there's a call this morning. And I know we have talked from, from first, every speaker has been explaining consecration, what it means. And just to, to refresh our minds, that, that consecration is being dedicated. You dedicate yourself. You dedicate your home. You dedicate your job. You dedicate your sexuality. Some of, of us, it rules us. Basically, whatever needs grace in your life, you dedicate it to the Lord deliberately and intentionally. You bring it under the rule of Jesus Christ. And it is you to do it. You, you will not let your husband or your neighbor do it for you. Because the Bible says that Moses told them, tomorrow, consecrate yourselves. Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, you shall eat meat. So there's, there's that call. That, that consecration is calling us into. You know, that we, we are set apart. We are made holy. Actually, another version, when you read this scripture, it doesn't say consecrate. It says purify yourself. Purify yourself. So it, it is you. <laughs> it is you. Purify yourself praise the lord and so that really speakers that came before me have nailed it and will continue to re-echo consecration consecration because it is critical to a believer's life in christ jesus because if you're not purified then you're carnal you're living in your own flesh and yet paul writes the colossians and tells them put off the old man and put on the new man. And so child of God, when you've already put on the new man, then you need to daily consecrate yourself. You need to daily dedicate yourself. You need to daily set yourself apart. You can, the Bible says, I think it was Paul writing, and I said, you cannot serve God and serve man. You cannot serve the fresh and then serve God at the same time. So you either choose, yeah? he told one of the churches in Revelations that you're not, you're neither caught or cold, and he's about to vomit you. You don't want as a child of God to be vomited out. And so that is why God is calling us in this month to consecrate ourselves, to set ourselves apart as children who already know the Lord, who already know the light. So, let me go to provision. You see, provision in Christ is wholesome. God's provision is for today. You, you know, he actually says in a, in, a, in a Lord's prayer that give us our daily bread. So God's provision for today is sufficient to sustain us for all that we need today. 
it's that helps us when you put it in perspective it helps us not to be anxious of tomorrow not to worry about tomorrow not to complain of what you do not have that is our law he said pray that give me your, my daily bread my daily anointing my daily favor give me my daily bread you know the psalmist says in psalm 34 and verse 10 that lions may grow weak and hungry but those who seek the lord lack no good thing does it apply to you children of god that you lack no good thing and you might be there this morning and you're like Chaita, what are you talking about this morning children are going to school mine do not have school fees you are that point where the children of Israel were in numbers. They were complaining. They were grumbling. Maybe you might be there. You're actually not even grumbling. But the reality is overshadowing what the Lord wants to accomplish. Provision of God for his people is, is when I was reading this, it is in five dimensions. Number one, we can see that there was food. Food. Heavenly manna. Exodus 16 and verse 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I am going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day that people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day, I will test them in this to see whether or not they follow my instruction. Oh, Lord have mercy. Are we at that point of testing? That the Lord is still testing us in issues of food. God's provision are the best friends. God's provision are the best. He told them, get enough for each day. Get enough. That even on the day of rest, when you continue reading Exodus, by the way, they, they, they still had enough. They still had enough to eat. But he told them, just get enough for the day. Please note that those who picked more than what they needed, <laughs> it got spoiled. There was a bad smell in the camp, so they would know <laughs> that there are people who picked more than what they needed. Because the instruction was, pick what is needed. Friends, if we are not consecrated, it ends in a bad smell. If we're not consecrated, I just want you to search yourself this morning and check what is smelling before God that needs purification. When the children of Israel were told not to pick more than what is enough for the day, it started to smell. It started to smell. Can you hear a smell in your life this morning that needs the Lord to consecrate? 
because he's telling you i am i am god by the way in job job 38 and verse 41 he says who provides food for the ravens when its young ones cry out to god and wonder about for lack of food you know who provides isn't it god who provides for you is it your fat bank account you know who provides for you who even equips you with strength to go and work who job asked himself who can give food to the ravens and its young ones so why are you at that point where you know you're even taking what is not yours because you think that can satisfy friends it is smelling before the lord food heavenly manna god's provision to his people is through food physical food manna rain from heaven but he told them there's an instruction i love god because things of god they don't have you know you, you know those bad attachments but they have simple ones pick for only this day consecrate yourself because if you do not then there will be a smell praise the lord number two. The provision of God that he gave for the children of Israel was a drink, drink. We see, by the way, in the whole of Exodus, the children of Israel were moving. There's so much provision. And so even as, as we journey on this earth, there are provisions for God's provision. And it is on a daily basis. I love this God. Let's turn to Exodus 15 where the Lord himself provided water for the children of Israel. They had also started to complain. I love these people. <laughs> they just had started to complain. And the Lord said, get that wood and, and throw it into the water. And the water was. I love, let's read from verse 26, eh? Exodus 15. He said, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do that which is right in his, in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I'll put none of these diseases on you and I'll put, on the, I'll put none of these diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians for I'm the Lord, your healer. One of the things, uh, when you pick it from 20, Two, you see that they needed water to quench their thirst. But also, this provision of water brought healing. You know, brought healing. If you're diligent, he said, if you're diligent, if you listen to the voice of God, when you do what is right, when you give an ear to his commands, when you keep his statutes, he will put none of these diseases of the Egyptians on you because he's God, our healer. Hallelujah. And so the provisions of God are wholesome, friends. He will bring food. He will bring a drink. He will bring healing. Oh, hallelujah. 
So when he tells you, consecrate yourself, listen to me, give ear to my commands, keep my commandments, listen to my voice, then he will do his part. And his part is to provide for you. Number three, he says in Exodus 25, when you read from verse 8 to 9, that have a people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern I show you. God's provision of his very presence is critical to you as, an, as a believer. Tabernacle, God's presence. And you cannot run away from it, by the way, if you even need daily manna. You need to be in the presence. He said, so that I can live among you if you build my sanctuary. You must build, actually it's a must. My Bible says, you must build this tabernacle. What is a tabernacle for? God's very presence. So the provisions of God are not just physical, but they are also spiritual. And we need them as children of God. We need them. We need his presence. We cannot run away from God's presence because when you're not in the presence of God, you're not shielded. You will, my, in my language, uh, there's a song which says, You will keep going to that well. You take water and then it dries up. You know? Because the presence of God is not a constant in your life. Number four is the light. You know, Exodus 13, verse 21, he said, And the Lord went before them of that day, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and by night, the provision of light. You see, light gives us direction. We are able to see where we are going. The children of God were able to see. So we need this light. The cloud by day was for cooling them. You know? You know, as believers, we have been hit left, right, and center because we don't have that shield of our lives. We don't have that shelter. And yet it is a God-given provision. He gave them the children of God. And they are yours in Christ Jesus. He said, by night there's a pillar of fire to give them light. You know, even when it's darkest in your life, you need this provision of God's light so that you see where you're going. It's not time to run away and, and go and search for other things, but it is a time for you to cry that, God, I need your provision of light over this dark season. 
I need your provision. I need your provision of, 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 of light as a shelter for this day, for cooling me. It's too much, Lord. I have turned left, right, and center. I am not seeing a breakthrough. Light, provision of light. Hallelujah. Light that you'll be able to remove the darkness and you'll be able to see. Can you allow God this morning? Allow his provision of light. Open your mouth and begin to cry to God that he'll give you this light because you need it even in, in your office. You need it that he will give you direction. You'll be able to go where you can see. Friends, if you go where you cannot see, you fall in a pit. You need God's provision of light. Hallelujah. And, and finally, number five, we'll pick it from Deuteronomy 29. And verse 5, Deuteronomy 29. For 40 years, I led you through the wilderness. Yet your clothes, your sandals did not wear out. Hallelujah. You ate no bread and drank no wine or any other alcoholic drink, but he provided for you so that you would know that he is the Lord, your God, your God. Hallelujah. So why turn to all other things? You see, there's sanctification there, by the way. He they ate no bread or drank no wine or any other alcoholic drink. They only ate that which the Lord had provided for them so that they will know that he is God. For 40 years, the Lord provided for them shoes. The Lord provided for them clothing. He is God, friends. He is God, child of God, who has logged on this morning. He is God who will provide for you. I just want to testify of this God, by the way. You see, this COVID came and my husband lost his job. For the first time, I'm a, I, I, I mean, I'm a salary and a government worker. I mean, for those who know government salaries, administrative officer, you know how much they earn. I mean, they, it can, it's a salary that cannot take children to school, three of them. Eh? So the reality on the ground was too much. But God, friends, has provided. I can assure you as I talk now that children have gone to school with all their school fees paid. This God who has worked at mine is still the same God who will work at yours. And I decree this morning that if you are at that point complaining, you do not know that God is real when he says he will provide, he will provide. You will come out of that and take him by his word. He said for 40 years, I led them through the wilderness. Yet their clothing, their shoes did not wear out. Oh, hallelujah. Their shoes did not wear out. Who can walk for 40 years and your shoes have not wear out? They, are, they, they have not, they are not torn. It can only be God. I want to decree this morning that you will not wear out because the Lord has your back. 
He's the one who provides for you. But the thing is, are you consecrated? Because Paul writes to Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8 and said, and God is able to bless you abundantly. Hallelujah. So that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. The provisions of God are that you abound in every good work. They are not for you to keep when everyone around you is struggling. But you need to be at that place of complete surrender. Complete surrender. Don't try to figure out your way. These children of Israel for 40 years did not try to figure it out their way. Every time they tried it, they failed. And the Lord had to come in. The Bible says in Deuteronomy that they, for you, so that you will know that he is God, your God. Do you know that he is God, your God? Be at that place of complete surrender. You know, begin to open up your life and be at that place. Let the, all of you respond to all of him. Your yieldedness will take you to that level of provision. You know, friends, God is not a politician that is looking for, for votes. <laughs> when he says he will do, despite your unfaithfulness, he will do it. You only need to fulfill your part. Because he tells us in Jeremiah 29, verse 13 to 14, that if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I'll be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I've sent you, and I'll bring you home again to your own land. Hallelujah. He is God. Seek him Be at that place of complete surrender. Consecrate yourself. He said in Numbers, tomorrow consecrate yourself and you will eat meat until you're fed up. <laughs> I, want to, I want to be at that point where really the child can eat meat and she's fed up. <laughs> eh? You will eat meat. God's provisions are deep. They are eternal. So we will not give up on seeking him wholeheartedly because when we seek him, we will find him. Can we be at that place of complete surrender? Can we be at that place of yielding? Can we be at that place of setting ourselves apart and let the Lord provide? in a hole because he is God. He will not only give you food without a drink. He will not only give you a drink without his presence. He will not only give you his presence without the light to direct you. He will not only give you his light, but he will give you shoes, <laughs> clothing for eternity. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. For indeed your God.
your God our provision. Lord, we pray this morning for that person that is still struggling. Lord, maybe they picked here and there and their camp is even smelling before you. This morning, I will pray that you will purify them. You will consecrate them. And they'll be at that point of yielding to you and knowing that your God, our provision. I take it for myself this morning. I decree upon these, your children, oh God, that they will be at that place of complete surrender to the glory and honor of your holy name. Because you said in your word that you did this, you provided for the children of Israel so that they will know that there is a God that they are serving. Lord, may we know that we have a God who never fails. We have a God who is mindful of us. We have a God who does not means, who does not need man's input. We have a God who provides. Lord, we thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Um, wow. So, Thank you very much, Charlie. We we just need to continue in a bit of prayer. Let's bring to God our lives. One of the things that uh, has touched me is the idea of consecration actually moves with faith. Because when they were in the wilderness, that element of faith was critical to trust God, you know. To consecrate is to set yourself apart, but to do that, you need to trust God. You need to, to have faith in the one you are setting apart for, to dedicate yourself. You need to have faith in that particular person. And let me just take you to Jeremiah chapter 2 before I pray. Jeremiah chapter 2, and um, especially um, I'll read from maybe from verse 1 uh, of that text. Uh, and when you, 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 when you hear that text, it will show you really what um, the children of Israel were like. Okay, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 1 says, The word of the Lord came to me saying go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem thus says the Lord I remember the devotion of your youth your love as a bride how you followed me in the wilderness in a land not sown you see that in a land not sown that's the characteristic of a wilderness they had devotion, they had love as a bride. So this setting apart we are talking about is critical because that's what makes you to follow him by faith. You can't follow him when you are sold out elsewhere. So let us pray for total devotion, especially in this season. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to ask that you forgive us for failure to devote ourselves to you, for failure to 
to, to follow you by faith. And when our minds are sold to idols of this generation, the immediate reaction or response is that we have always gone to the world to seek solutions. But this time, Lord, we pray that you will consecrate us so that we may follow you even when times are hard, even when the economic situation is not promising, even when provision is not coming as we thought, we are asking that we will still consecrate ourselves. We're asking that we will still have devotion. We're asking that the grace to follow you will still be there. That, Lord, the world will not give us solutions when the best solution comes from the throne. So we are praying for the church, the body of Christ, so that this knowledge may sink right from our leaders. As leaders, Lord, we pray that we will teach devotion and we will practice devotion, dedication to you and not to the world. We pray even for this nation that the leaders, too will be devoted to you. They will set themselves apart, knowing that the economy cannot change only by wisdom that comes from IMF, wisdom that comes from uh, advisors, economic advisors, but by consecrating ourselves, by setting ourselves to God. Lord, let this not be a talk, we pray, that in our lives it will not just remain by speaking it, but that right from the presidency all the way to the grassroots of the leadership of this nation, we will flow in the understanding of setting ourselves apart. That's what brings provision. That's what brings um, um, open doors. That's what brings all kinds of things that God will do when we are in his side. Thank you, Lord, because you are calling us in this season to do exactly that in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, our hearts may not divert from the path we pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. As uh, Charity was speaking, she hinted on the manner of God, uh, you know, not being a politician. Uh, in in the sense, in the sense that uh, he he is sovereign. The sovereignty of God, you know, is is real. Uh, that he does not need, you know, help or to be voted back into power. I want us to pray that we will recognize our dependence on God, you know, that we will recognize that actually God is sovereign. And when we do that, we will now begin to understand, uh, you know, what, why, why we need to set ourselves apart. Let's pray. Father, we just want to bring to you our hearts. Many times we have been carried away by so many things that easily entangle us. 
Many times we have been deceived and many times we have not trusted because our level of engagement with you, the divine, uh, the, 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 our understanding is that you, you, you will take us through like what human beings take us through. But Father, we have proved it so many times that when we cry to you, you answer us. And then you lead us in a particular path so that your will will be fulfilled. Lord, we recognize your sovereignty. The idea that you, you are able, you, you, you stand alone and your will has to be fulfilled. And so this is why we come to you this morning for everyone of us that is doing something. Maybe it's your job that you are doing. Maybe whatever your hand will lay on. We ask that the blessing, Lord, will, will, will come upon each one of us. That the blessing will come because we have seen you do this before. And that your will alone will be fulfilled. Your will alone will be, your purposes will be fulfilled through that work. And that, Lord, we will not in any way uh, do things with a, a hazy understanding of who you are. May it be that all the things we will do, we will recognize that you are holy, that you are set apart, that you are mighty, that you can do all things. And Lord, we ask that this understanding will be passed on from our generation to the next. We pray, Lord, for parents that are taking children to school this week, that they will know the most important thing is not to look for money, but the most important thing is to consecrate ourselves to you. When we do that, God sees our faith and he will provide. But that even as we look for the money, we will know that you are the provider. We will know that you open the gates of the floodgates of heaven to provide. If those gates were shut up, even when we look for it, it will not be there. We'll just wait. So, Lord, that's what we are asking for in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, we will fulfill your desires, your will, and that your presence will carry us through. We pray for children that they will not be diverted from their faith. We pray for those who are walking in the wilderness right now. I want to pray for somebody that times are hard. Those who are walking in the difficult times of these days, Father, let your hand go ahead of them and shield them from all kinds of issues, from complaints, and that you will bring them up to understand the power of consecration as you walk in the wilderness. Because you are a compassionate Father, when a man consecrates himself for you, you will surely come through. You are always faithful. That's why, Lord, we're bringing our hearts to you. And that, Lord, we will continue to knock at the door of your room, the throne room, that we will not leave that door. To the glory and honor of your name, Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.